Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Genius Podcast. My name is Karen Doyle, your host and founder of The Genius Project, an initiative for Catholic women designed to support and resource you towards growth in all areas of life, spiritual, personal and professional. We seek to do this through our Catholic coaching programs for women, our online courses, The Genius Podcast, which you're listening to, and our online courses, which are designed to support and resource you to really step into to your personal vocation and mission. If you are interested in learning about any of these initiatives, you can visit our website, www.geniusproject.co or come and follow us on Instagram, genius underscore project underscore daily, or you can watch the live recordings of these podcast interviews on our Genius Project YouTube channel. Make sure you hit subscribe so that you can be notified every time a new episode drops. On this week's episode of the Genius Podcast, I am joined by Cynthia Penzik. Cynthia is the Mentoring Program Director at the Given Institute in the United States. The Given Institute is a fantastic organization apostolate designed to really support women through mentoring and helping them discover their unique gifts and then how they can activate those gifts in service and contribution. The Given Institute is so deeply aligned with all of what we are trying to do here at the Genius Project and one of our great desires is to bring Given over to Australia next year. So do stay tuned for that. So please keep that in your prayers. We would love for that to become a reality. In this week's conversation, Cynthia and I are going to be talking about the role that mentoring plays in the lives of women of all ages and stages and why spiritual maternity is so important. I really hope and pray that you are blessed by this conversation. Well, Cynthia, it's such a joy and an honor to have you joining us today on the Genius Podcast. You're joining us from Austin in Texas. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. Oh, look, I'm so thrilled that you are joining us because you and I share a common passion for mentoring Catholic women in the faith and really empowering I guess I don't say older now because I'm reaching a certain age, but a more mature generation to step up and take up that mandate of spiritual motherhood and mentoring. It's so important. And that's where we're going to land this conversation today because you do a lot of work. You head up the mentoring program at the Given Institute, which is just a phenomenal organization and an apostolate, which I have followed for many years. And we've had Rachel on the podcast and we're looking at bringing that to Australia, hopefully in the future. But we will talk about that a little bit. Um, But I would love for you to share with us, I guess, something about your story. Introduce yourself to the women listening. Oh, thank you once again, Karen. Um, Yes, it's been just my journey into my faith and to understanding my my dignity as a daughter of God has been filled with twists and turns as God would um just you know the way that he just plans everything in our lives I was born um and raised a Catholic my parents are from the Dominican Republic um but I was born in New York City and I lived there all of my life um interestingly enough I did not grow up going to youth group. I did not grow up going to any um, just religious activities other than mass on occasion. Um, and I remember I would get up in the morning and go to mass with my grandmother. Uh, and the way it is in New York City is that you can walk a block. That's how we say we can walk a block and you can stumble upon a Catholic church. 
<laughs> there's a church wherever you go and I remember I always say this to when I speak to young people that my incentive to go to mass was because there was a pizza shop right across the street from church <laughs> you got free pizza and then, you know, free pizza but then I would also have to go to my cousin's house afterwards so that was always my incentive but I give so much thanks to my grandmother because like unknowingly that those were the beginning of my faith and um, as I journeyed into college and I was still not as a young adult still not very actively or practicing I still remember those moments I still remember those prayers I learned them in Spanish first I still remember going through a bad breakup and opening the Psalms I don't have no way nobody taught me that but somehow I had my Bible that I received when I um when I was confirmed and I took it to, with me to college. I went away um, uh, to college from near, away from New York City. And all I knew was that if I opened the Bible at the Psalms, I would find comfort. No one taught me that, but somehow the Holy Spirit nudged at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and it did. Um, so fast forward, I uh, graduate college. I entered the workforce. I actually worked in retail merchandising and fashion design. I worked for uh, a women's apparel company in their corporate offices doing merchandising, loved it, thinking that that was going to be my path. But what happens as many young adult women in their 20s, a search of identity, a search of like, where am I going with my life? What's happening? There's a void. I'm filling it up with needless things. I don't know where to receive these responses. And right around that same time, a great friend of mine was going through the same questioning. She did a retreat um, in one of our retreat centers, um, the Charismatic Renewal um, in the Bronx. And I remember till this day, I always tell her that like she was my godsend because right after the retreat, we were in her home. And I remember seeing her and I was like, there is a glow about you and whatever you have, I want it. I want it. It feels like (laughs) in the scriptures when they like, you know, when Peter tells him, I don't have anything, but what I can give you is the Holy Spirit. So here be healed. That's it. How it felt like you have nothing physical to give me but whatever it is that you have I want and that just led to a um um a trajectory of continued searching I did a retreat um I was reverted back and just uh, on fire in my faith after that I started working for the Archdiocese of New York and through many different positions um I ended up being the director of the Office of Youth Ministry which is how I ended up um meeting given and now for the past three years I've been working for the Given Institute. So that's a little bit of uh, my backstory. That's fantastic. I I (laughs) love that. And it's amazing, isn't it? When you look back on your life, how God has strategically positioned you and moved you along the journey. But sometimes that comes with twists and turns, doesn't it? There's pain in that. There's loss. There's difficulty. It's not, uh, you don't arrive there easily. It's a journey. And I think we, we need to remember that, that everything in our life God uses Um, for his glory Mm -hmm. and to nudge us along. Can you share with me a turning point, a real moment in, I guess, your faith where perhaps maybe you were struggling or you hit a roadblock in your faith and why your faith became so important in that moment? Well, um, again, twists and turns. Uh, I would say the first one was in the the sermon for my vocation. Um, 
you know, I am a, I would say, I wouldn't say a late marriage, but, you know, I got married in my, in my late thirties. Um, and as someone who, um, you know, who was dedicating and in ministry and, and professional ministry, there's always that questioning of like, all right, Lord, it might, where am I being called to? And I remember, um, towards the end of not towards the end, but as I'm discerning here and very clearly that I was being called to marriage and then eventually meeting my husband now of eight years right after that. But that was that I had to learn to trust and surrender mm. uh, that if that's, if I had received that confirmation early on in my life that I was being called to the vocation of marriage that I needed to hold down no matter how long it, it you know, it took. So thankfully I've been married uh, to my amazing husband, Evan, for eight years. Um, and then other moments, um, in the, uh, the last seven years, seven years ago, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And um, that would definitely was a total yeah. test of faith, a test wow. of um, just everything that I had. But if it wasn't for my faith, I don't think I would have been able to overcome it. Thanks be yeah. to God, but also just be able to remain strong for my family, remain strong for myself, of course, and, and for my husband and just um, having something and someone to hold on to uh, was instrumental in, in that journey as well. Yeah. Wow. Gosh, Cynthia, that's a huge journey. And that would have been just a year into marriage, would it, when that happened? Yes. Exactly. What's oh exactly goodness. here in marriage? Yeah. Wow. So, how did you navigate that? Prayer, uh, the sacrament of marriage. You know, it's it's amazing. Um, you hear it, and you, you go through the the bells and whistles of your wedding day, and you go through your first your honeymoon year, right? And then, boom, you get um just this great yes. big roadblock, as it would seem um in your in your marriage and we had to learn how to navigate that together and it's something about the beauty of the graces that come through that I've I've really like it was palpable I would say mm. it was palpable that there were so many graces that were unfolding through um both of us experience because he was my caregiver mm. so um experiencing it um I always say that during my toughest moments when I really wanted to give up I always would close my eyes and I'm like, thank you for whoever prayed for me right this time. Mm, Because again, I always felt the prayer of intercession so vividly as well. And there were times when I did not want to pray where I was angry at God, where I was just like, how is this happening? Like this is, my husband and I were discerning beginning a family and we had to put that on pause. There were just so many questions and more questions than responses. But, um, Mm. and during that time, I also was feeling so much more strengthened and I was receiving so much more clarity about myself. I was learning a lot about me. It helped my husband and I even strengthen our bonds even more. Uh, and yes, it's been seven years now, right? Praise 2017, God. my methods might be off, <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and we're still, you know, thankfully um, at the member mission and, and so on. But um, it's just, as you're going through it, all I knew that I know that my faith was so much and so important that I knew that without it I would have probably just sunk in further in despair and it didn't allow me I would say that my faith did not allow me to remain in despair but look hopeful towards the future yeah that's that's incredible I can't imagine Cynthia what that would have been like praying for and discerning your vocation for so many years then to receive Mm -hmm. that and then that to happen a year in it's 
that's full on. But like you said, the power of the grace and the prayer. I mean, I I look, we all have our crosses, don't we, to bear in life. And we're all asked to bear different crosses. But the grace is extraordinary. When you're really in that depth of despair, when you have that, when you are surrendered to the Lord, but then you know other people are carrying you in in grace and in Mm -hmm. intercession, that's extraordinary. I've experienced something similar during a different season of life that was very difficult and such a gift. And I think I look back and I don't know whether you'd be the same, but as much as you wouldn't choose to go through that, you're probably grateful for the experience and the things that you learned. Would that be right? Yes, absolutely. Um, and it's still unfolding till this day. You know, there's just so many different things that I look back at and I'm like, oh, wow, okay, you know, that that moment or this time as I was going to the chemo, through chemo or through like all the different, you know, things. And and again, I'm not in this journey by myself. I have my husband with me and what it's just done for us to solidify our bond. You know, I, I think mm. I'm grateful for that. And I wouldn't say that it wouldn't have happened otherwise, but I'm glad that, you know, we had this early on in our marriage to continue to cement um, you know, our bond and our sacrament and be able to um, be there and learn, learn with each other and, and grow so much with each other as well. So I'm, I'm grateful yeah. for that, for that yeah. moment of the both of us. Praise God. Well, we'll keep praying for you because that's, that's extraordinary. And, and you've like, you would have come out of that experience and then you were working in New York. How did mm-hmm. you come across the Given Institute? Because that's sort of where we'd love to go in our discussion today, but I'm interested in your journey from head of youth director of youth ministry to director of mentoring with given yeah so again that's god would have it right so in a little bit of the about the given institute i'm sure your listeners yeah. have hopefully learned a little bit about who we are um began with a big conference in 2016 we were instituted in 2018 where the first executive lay executive director was hired um you know rachel harkins Ullman. Um, then in 2019, the f- second conference happened where they invited not only religious sisters to be mentors, but also lay women because they saw the need. Once this conference happened in 2016, understanding that these young women were hungry and that, that like we couldn't stop there. Like the sisters and their wisdom, they were like, this is not a one time thing. This needs to be continued. You were encountering these young women who are in need of fellowship, mentoring, guidance, and there's so many questions. And we would love to invite equipped uh, women who have already journeyed some kind of you know journey in their lives and are able to teach and guide this younger generation to completely activate their leadership and, and their feminine genius. So I was invited. I was one of the first lay mentors that was invited into the 2019 Given Forum. So I remember, and that was in the throes of my, I was still undergoing chemo. Mm-hmm. I was still going. And I remember one of the Sisters of Life, Sister Mary Elizabeth Wisenick, she used to also work in the Archdiocese of New York. And I remember as a 20-something-year-old just seeing her walk walk into our refectory in her beautiful habit. And I was like, I don't think I've ever seen religious sister. I felt like the Virgin Mary just walked <laughs> in. Right? And I remember going up to her and be like, hi, I'm Cynthia. Who are you? You know? And so I, I had a very, uh, a soft heart for her because she was the director of the family life office in the Archdiocese of New York. And we just kept in touch even when um, her community moved her and she reached out to me asking if I want to be a mentor. And I looked, I had never heard about it. And she's like, 
do you want to be a mentor? And I'm like, I need a mentor. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So then she's like, well, you'll be able to receive the same content um, that's there, but please consider being a mentor. And long, long and short of it, I applied. I was accepted as a mentor and I was able to lead a small group during the forum. And then two of the young women from my small group ended up being my mentee. So oh, that okay. just led me to remain connected with with the organization through different committees and uh I did a video in Spanish for them um during their uh online um their online event discover the gift and when the position came up it just I could not unsee it you know really? it just tugged at my heart I, I've always had uh, especially because of my own background and you know my my own journey into back into my faith um I really was I always loved working with young women to just share about my experience to help them if possible avoid some of the pitfalls that I may have encountered <laughs> and it's just just something that I was like I, I discerned that it was the right time to to move from the archdiocese and eventually not work for the Given Institute. Yeah, fantastic. And I just, I'm such a huge fan of what the Given Institute stands for, but how it carries out that mission in the forums and our hope and prayer was sort of talking with Rachel is to bring some of that to Australia because there is such a need globally for this spiritual maternity, this motherhood and this mentoring of young women. And we see it here. We have Sisterhood, which is a national Catholic women's movement in Australia. And there is just such a hunger in the hearts of the young women for mentoring that there is also this beautiful need that the more mature women have to be needed and, and to give of their wisdom. And I remember many years ago, we ran um, a conference. We have Australia's National Catholic Women's Conference here every second year. And there was a lady there who was about 80 years of age and she was at the back. And one day she, I just saw her, she was just crying and crying and I put my arm around her. I said, are you okay? She said, I'm just overwhelmed. She goes that I still have a place. She said, I thought I passed my use by date, that I had nothing left to give. And it just broke my heart. And she was someone who was so deeply grounded in her faith in the gospel. And she was so wise. And all of a sudden, these women were just, these young women were flocking to her who were motherless in a way, and they they had mother wounds, and they just sat under her. And that continued long after the conference. They stayed in touch, and it was such a beautiful moment. So I think the younger women, but also the more mature women are so richly blessed, aren't they, by that exchange and that intergenerational kind of relationship. Oh, what a beautiful story. That reminds me also uh, of a woman that we met in one of our um, given gatherings, which is our one-day event to give everyone a little bit of like the taste of given. And she had a similar response. Like, I didn't know that, like it uncovers so much like her daughterhood, that I'm a daughter of God, you know, that I, even at my older age, I am still a daughter, you know, even past the loss of their own moms, like I'm still a daughter and, and, and that I do have something to give. And, and I believe that's one of the beauty and some of the biggest beautiful witnesses that I have experienced at, in, in my role is seeing those dialogues of like that the older women are just reinvigorated, not only in obviously in their faith, but even in their leadership, because they're like, wow, like I'm retired, but I still have something to offer. Um, and that the young women are, are the recipients of, you know, of just this beauty uh, like it's just like this reciprocal given of, of beauty amongst each other and it's just been wonderful and I'm like I always want to cry just hearing that story that she says like I never thought I didn't have anything else to give and it's like no we always have something to give it's just so yeah. beautiful 
We do. And we can't forget that. And I love the threefold mission that you unfold over the course of the forums with giving. Could you share those three pillars with me just and with the listeners? Because I think they really, they're just the essence of that is so important for everybody, whether they're involved in the forum or not, men and women alike. So could you share those three pillars with us? Yes, absolutely. Again, the sisters in their wisdom, the first one is receive the gift that you've been given. So we can't respond or realize which are the other ones unless we receive first the gift of God, you know, our daughterhood and who we are. Then realize the gifts that you've been given. Once you receive those gifts, then you realize you start discovering in the many ways that God has been calling us to provide and give our gifts to other. And then once we realize those gifts, then we respond with the gift that only we can give. And we um, hone on that part in terms of like we were uniquely made and the gift that I have is somebody, it's not somebody else's gift. And so that we are, we have our own unique gifts. And without that, without that, our contribution to the world, the world will be lacking something. So we, we definitely hone in on each of us, you know, we're beautifully and wonderfully made and uniquely in that, um, in that regard. Yes, absolutely. It's such a beautiful, I love how it just leads to the next. And I, I when uh, many years ago, I studied at the John Paul II Institute when it was here in Australia, and I really specialized in this area of the feminine genius. That was my real passion. And I love John Paul II's words where he says, without the qualities, you know, that are unique to womanhood, those feminine genius qualities, our culture and our society, our family, our workplaces are impoverished and dehumanized. And I love that it kind of lends to that responsibility that we actually have as women to discover our unique gifts and then to look at the ways in which we're being called to serve and contribute with those gifts. So they're not just for us. They're actually there to lay out the service of others. And I love that you highlight that so beautifully. Cynthia, can you share a little bit about the mentoring program? Because this is what I'd love to sort of spend a little bit of time talking about today. There is, I, I see it in the role that we have with Sisterhood and Genius Project, but just such a desperate need that younger women have for this spiritual maternity to be guided through life. We live in a culture where it's just do whatever you like, find your own truth, honor yourself, there's all these messages that just come through. And even for Catholic women who are formed in the faith, it's hard not to be impacted by some of those messages. So having a mentor, having someone who's further ahead on the journey, who can say, actually, there are fundamental truths about who we are as women. And there is truth, there is beauty, there is goodness. And and when we embed ourselves in a life of prayer and faith and the gospel, then we actually can be, I guess, as Catherine of Siena said, be who God created you to be and you'll set the world ablaze. That when we come home to ourselves, understand ourselves, then we're actually able to be that gift. But in order to do that, we need a number of things, but an essential part of that, what we need is a mentor. Can you speak into that need that young women have for mentoring? Yes, absolutely. So again, um, the sisters in their wisdom, they have provided just mentoring uh, during the forum, and it was uh, to help provide support and accountability for these young women's action plan, which is still a part of the of the process. But the women were seeking more. We want more of this. We want more of this. Uh, so then now, as we've been developing the mentoring program, we invite women who are 36 and over because the participants are 21 to 35 who have at least eight years of experience vocation or or um just some kind of trajectory that she can then offer through the through a mentoring and one of the um 
ways that we help our mentors just discover and help journey with these young women is by helping the young women discover their own personal vocation. So basically it is how did God create me and for what? So many times we focus in vocation with a capital V, you know, and I, I know I mentioned that earlier, I was looking for my stating life, but it's because I was still also discovering what is my vocation with a lowercase V, meaning like, what is the mission? What is my mission? And what is God continually calling me to using my gifts? And that's going to always ever evolve off as long as we stay in tune and realizing and receiving the gift how we respond is always going to evolve we receive we realize we respond in many ways so the mentors um enter our program and across our five different specialties at the given institute so we have mentors that are catholic professionals secular professionals artists care for the human person um and entrepreneur um, also entrepreneurial and when the young women apply, they let us know more or less the kind of mentor, whether it's and something that we might be trying this year is also seeing if they're seeking someone that is more of a spiritual mentor or a professional mentor as well, because we've also seen that need, especially for the younger women that are twin, more like the 21 to 28, that still navigating career and their stating life that may be a little bit more guidance. So it's different than the spiritual director, but hopefully we'll guide them towards that, um, you know, towards that area. And then some of the older women, like 30 to 35, who are have a career, who are trying to launch an idea, are looking for more of that guidance and support from mentors who have those kind of experiences. So we, again, the program has been evolving based on our the feedback and what we've um, explored. However, the one, one thing that's in common is what I mentioned earlier is this reciprocal just giving of each other. And that another also beautiful thing is that we also have religious sisters that mm. are mentors. And for many of the young women, this, this is the first time that they've actually been in such a, you know, just wide communication with the sister you know we may see them at a conference we may see them from afar if possible if you know maybe but that you're able to have a sister who's serving as your mentor and it's not only because you're discerning to be a religious sister but that she's providing her own spiritual motherhood mm-hmm. and being available to you that is transformative to some you know to some of these women to all of these young women um but that the sisters, those are also some of the beautiful stories I received that it, they've been reinvigorated in their own vocation, that they're like, this is, you know, we don't learn, you don't learn this, but now we're learning something new. We're learning how to really walk with, with the women in a different way. Um, just hearing the, the vibrancy of these young women. I Some of the beautiful stories that I've seen is young women inviting their their mentor to their weddings. <laughs> so there's oh, just- So beautiful. Yeah, and um, we had one story where like the whole small group of this religious sister traveled to, I believe she's from Texas, traveled oh, to Texas wow. to attend her final vows. So that we're seeing that these yeah. friendships are going beyond the mentoring year that they are keeping them because they know and they see them as valuable that they're seeing mm-hmm. them as you know friends that you want to keep for a long time beyond just the mentoring year that yes. is part of our program um yeah. and it's such a need it is oh, really a need huge, isn't it I, I yeah. think we've lost the art of meaningful conversation and meaningful friendship authentic friendship and relationship and there is such a void and an emptiness, even for the person who's got 20,000 likes on social media or followers, there is 
a, such a void and an emptiness for that deeper authentic connection and relationship and I actually think we've lost the art of how to have those relationships and that's what mentoring actually brings that back it's just it's a natural thing it's how we're wired we're designed for relationship and so and not just the fluff the superficial relationship but that heart and soul connection with another person where we're seen known loved understood cared for nurtured nourished in those friendships it's just so so important so I love what you're doing and I love the fruit that is being born of those connections and I know a number of women who have been through given the younger women and that's truly what they testify to is just that the mentoring relationship and the spiritual motherhood that they've received has been such a gift for them yes absolutely and and again like I experienced it myself as a mentor and now being able to hear the stories of the young women you know and the mentors themselves and just how much they are receiving how much they're being invigorated how much as we were speaking earlier that they're saying wow I still have more to give and 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 how much of that like beyond given needs to be multiplied because I believe young women are hungry for examples like you said the art of communicating seems to be lost and and um you know and, and some things even in youth ministry that I started witnessing um you know early on that there's this distrust of like adults as you're younger you're like oh you have no idea you've ruined the world I want nothing to do with you you know and how to yeah you know and how to just heal you know the those those communications and and how to heal that we all have something to offer each other and to learn from from each other and 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 really investing in 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 that I think is going to help our church move forward Um, we need to invest in these relationships because Jesus Christ was relational, you know, and and this is what we need to continue to foster are these, um, especially one-on-one, two-on-one, three, you know, just these networks of women just walking and journeying with each other. Mm. It's so beautiful. As you're speaking, I'm reminded of a story. There was a a young couple and they, some younger women, they had returned to church and had a huge conversion. And there was a more mature woman. This was just a gathering in our diocese. And um, the older woman was really wounded and hurt by things that had happened in the church from generations long gone. And these younger women actually had no context or understanding for her struggle because that wasn't the experience of the church that they were having. And this more mature woman just sat with them and and asked, what is it that's bringing you back? Why do you actually want to be a part of this Catholic church? Because I've had all these wounds and this is my experience and what I can't do. And it was amazing to watch these young women give witness to what they found in the church. And it just brought her on a journey of healing. So there is this reciprocal kind of complementarity that can happen. And there's beautiful fruit that comes from that. And and I love what you're doing. And, And we do a similar thing in Sisterhood and with the Genius Project is creating environments where women can come together and make those deeper connections it's so powerful absolutely absolutely yeah. and you know, I'm just just so blessed to be able to to be able to make these connections and foster these relationships I I always joke I'm like I'm the holy matchmaker <laughs> I love it I love it and then and then I'll get like can you help me find a spouse I'm like I'm not that good but you know but <laughs> that might be your next so, calling after given <laughs> maybe, maybe call it a calling like Mother Teresa right that might be the next one no, um, I love that. but at least just just being able to um really you know, I guess I have a knack one of my gifts is to kind of like seeing like which mentor would 
pair well. I mean, hasn't been 100%. It's not a flawless system, but sure. I think in the last two iterations of mentor and mentee matching, it's been it's been positive. Yeah, here and there, of course, you're always gonna have of course, like, of course, you're not perfect, but um, but I'm but I'm very happy of, of some of the ones that have bear much fruit and who have loved. They're like, oh my gosh, thank you for my young women, thank you for my oh. mentor, and you know those. Oh, that's so women. beautiful. So, yeah. Cynthia, tell me, I'm interested. Here in Australia, we have an organization who is looking at launching a mentoring program for women and and there is a little bit of buzz around this and interest. Can you provide some advice given your experience in this area of people who are looking for a mentor, like young women, what to actually look for in somebody? Because I, I think it's very important that people are discerning, choosing wisely. So what's your advice to younger women about the qualities that they need to look for in a mentor? And then we might do the reverse. Well, um, I always share like with the young women, obviously it's authenticity. It's mm-hmm. first and foremost, it's authentic to herself, um, but, you know, authentic to her calling us a daughter of God. And, and you know that you know, when yeah. when you have a conversation and somebody's being authentic and, and, and who she is. So if you're looking for someone that is Catholic, of course, it's someone who is really living out her faith, who has a sacramental, you know, in, in engagement, you know, in the church, who's definitely living a sacramental life and, and so on and so forth. And it's just that receptiveness, either someone who has something that you can see yourself emulating. I remember um, there was one comment from um, from a young woman about a mentor and in her feedback said, like, I loved her because I in five or 10 years, I can see myself being someone like her, not like copying her, like analyzing her, but she has the skills that I can see myself wanting to achieve and acquire in five to 10 years. And not only professional skills, but just who she was and how she carried herself as a Catholic woman. And that is like the biggest just compliment that you can receive. It's if a younger generation can see themselves in five to 10 years, embody, you know, some of some of the beauty that you portray to the world, then that's what you like see who you want to be in five yes. to ten years you know yes. um, and yeah just in your parish in your community and in, in in your clubs or wherever that you're you're involved just seeing women that you just radiate a joy or radiate beauty and that you are not afraid to just go up and be like hi I would love to know your story and start there just you know and have a dialogue about sharing stories um I think we've lost that as well just being able to just share a story and we all have one you know so um not being shy to ask someone I would love to know your story whatever that may be Mm. and start wherever you want (laughs) but uh, don't you think that I I think that's a very powerful very beautiful uh question to ask somebody because in your local parish for example there are so many women and there's so many widows in those pews who are faithful like I think of our local parish and these women are part of the furniture they are in there every day like no matter what time you turn up for adoration they seem to always be there (laughs) and they always are just interceding constantly constantly and they do they have this gravity and this presence about them where you just want to connect with them but I truly believe having walked with so many women of different ages that a lot of those women don't feel needed or wanted and I think it's an incredible gift for younger women to go and ask that question tell me a bit about your story and you you watch them light up they they Mm -hmm. feel seen and then as they talk there's this 
it's almost like a magnetic force that pulls you in because you want to soak up their wisdom. So very beautiful, Cynthia. I love that question. <laughs> can can you. you share with us, I, I guess, flip the coin around for the mentors. Um, what's some advice that you could give women who perhaps have a role of mentoring and even those who don't yet, how could they cultivate, I guess, some of the gifts in their life so that they can step into that role of being a spiritual mother and living that out and practicing that mentoring yeah just similarly it's owning your own story you know like I I think that's how we see that through scriptures that's how Jesus evangelized through story through parable through you know just engaging everyone where they are and not being afraid sometimes we think we're too wounded or broken to be able or are too far gone or too far ahead like whatever that may be like Jesus I mean our Lord is is timeless right so like we should be able to um, imitate Jesus in, in that regard and not being afraid of who we are and who we were created to be and, and, and sharing our story and, and, and being able to own that, to be able to, to speak about it. Um, because again, it goes back to the authenticity, right? So if a young woman knows you're fake, then you're going to turn her off, especially these younger women, <laughs> you know, as so we're entering generation alpha, generation Z, you know, generation alpha is like my nieces who are now 10 and, you know, 11 and, and, and 13. And then Gen Z, the younger and the older, like they can spot a fake right away. So it's just kind of like, you know, being authentic to, to yourself, to your story, um, being open to know that you do have something and, and it doesn't all have to be skills such as how do you run a, a report on an Excel sheet? But it's just like, how do you navigate your prayer life? How do you, you know, navigate loss? You know, so many of our women have had to endure loss. And if they're there opening the church every day, you know, it's because the faith has remained something vital in, in their life. You know, how do you have com conversations uh, to with your husbands, you know, whatever that may be, um, know that, you know, own that and, and, and be and not be afraid to share uh, those different aspects of, of your life, of course, being, you know, the vulnerability aspect and the privacy aspect, but not being afraid, um, you know, to do that with, with a younger, with a mm. younger person. And, um, you know, again, one of the beautiful things that we do with our mentors is helping them hear the story and, and help um, our young women discover through that story where she lights up. It's like what you said earlier. Yes. And in those moments where she lights up, are key motivators as to what helps her thrive in other areas of her life. So if I thrive naturally when I'm around people, then I'm going to seek projects. I'm going to seek things that naturally are going to bring me around people because if I'm isolated, that might be draining. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the beautiful things about being able to see where people light up in their story or in, in, in what they share and, 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 I extract that and in, into that conversation and um and that skills building. So um yes. Yeah, just a, a little bit of that, just the vice versa. And I I remember I was at mass the other day and I stood um I was there praying a little bit and someone came up to me and I'm new again in Austin and it was daily mass and she came up, she like, hey are you so and so? I'm like, no I'm not. She's like, oh I'm sorry. No, um she could tell I was new. Okay. And I don't know if she did that just so she could strike up a conversation. Okay. But here's someone who was confident who she was. And I'm like, okay, well, let's step outside. I'll let you know what I did. And it developed in like 
I can introduce you to this other person oh. who has a similar program for high school girls. You should meet her in the parish and, you know, mm -hmm. not being afraid. And I was like, oh, great, because I'm looking to meet people. So you just never know, like, just by not being afraid to go to a new face and be like, hey, are you new here? Or, yes. you know, have you met so-and-so? Um, our young women especially need that. Oh, they do. And and looking for that need too, where that need is. And I, I think when we've been walking the faith for many years and, you know, we've been in the parish for many years, we can become comfortable. But I think part of this is also stepping outside our comfort zone and, and making that effort. I mean, the worst they can do is just introduce themselves and keep going on their merry way. But the yes. alternative is a deeper relationship and connection or somebody who's really hurting, who needs that someone to yeah. just come around them and care for them at that moment. So I think that's a beautiful message of don't be afraid to just go up to somebody and ask them mm. how they are, what's their story. And I love what you highlight there about, um, I think they call it the achievement story or the fulfillment story, <laughs> don't they? Extracting that, describe a time in your life where you did something really well and you were really satisfied. Um, and I think that just what you're saying there is it lights people up and that's sort of what brings that spark. And so asking somebody, I think for the younger women, going and asking an older person, tell me mm -hmm. about a time in your life where you did something and watch them come alive and you never know what you might receive through that conversation. Mm -hmm. So that's beautiful, yeah. Cynthia. Well, thank look, you. thank you so much for your time. It's just it's such a joy to finally meet you and to have this conversation and I wish you well. I know you're about to jump on the road and travel, so we pray for a safe trip. But thank you so much for your wisdom today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Um, and all the best to you, your family, and to your listeners. And you know, I look forward to hopefully meeting you in person when you're down this way in Austin. Well, I think so. so. Next year, I think uh, Jonathan is being booked to speak in Austin. So uh, hopefully, we can connect in person. It would be so lovely. Absolutely. Well, thanks again. Well, ladies, I love that conversation with Cynthia. She has so much wisdom to offer around this area of mentoring. And we are all called to a spiritual maternity, regardless of our age or our season in life. There is always something that we can give to the women who are coming after us. We all need those deeper, meaningful connections and friendships. If you are living in Australia and you have a deep desire for this meaningful connection and friendship, can I invite you to visit the website www.geniusproject.co or send me an email karen at geniusproject.co so I can add you to a mailing list where we do send out regular updates as to what events are happening here in Australia for Catholic women. You can also find on our website a sisterhood starter kit so if you're wanting to start a local connect group in your area you can purchase a resource which takes you through how to set up these small groups in your local community and how you can grow and establish a sisterhood group of your own so you can start living out this mandate for spiritual maternity and fostering and cultivating these deeper relationships and friendships. Until next week, ladies, have a really great week. God bless you. And I look forward to you joining me again on the Genius Podcast next week.